0: Hey guys, it's me, Dr. Katz, coming at you with another podcast. This one, I I want to talk about life after chemo, right? So i'm talking I'm talking to the survivors out there, and I'm also talking to the maintenance patients too. You know, so I mean, first of all, what the heck is a cancer survivor, right? That means a lot of different things to different people, you know. And when you're trying to transition, from the status of patient to survivor, it's different for everybody. Like some people think I'm a survivor as soon as I'm even diagnosed with cancer. Some people see themselves as a survivor when your active treatment is over. And some people think of themselves as a survivor when they're free of any signs of cancer. So, you know, it should be a really positive, powerful term, right? It should be something that makes you feel good, makes you feel victorious, you know. But ironically, a lot of people almost have a sense of guilt from surviving because they know other people that didn't. Or just that the term itself means that they're going to struggle to cope with any chances of cancer or cancer coming back in the future. Some people don't like it. They think it's a label. I noticed that even for myself, when I got my little victory tattoo after surviving my cancer, I didn't put survivor on it. I I think I felt that somehow that was going to jinx me if I put that on there. So instead, I used the word warrior, warrior because I felt like it was less of a jinx and that it would always apply even if I got cancer again. Isn't that something like just that word kind of gave me pause long enough that I didn't want to put it on my body. I don't know, but so, you know, saying that I'm a survivor now, what does that really mean? Right? I mean, you'd think, woohoo, I'm done with cancer. It's time to party, right? Time to just like celebrate life and, you know, just go on like nothing ever happened and live the most and all that, which sounds ideal, right? But the thing is is there is just a huge mixture of feelings when treatment's over. You know, you you want to be excited and ready to like move on with your future, you know? But there's some weird anxiety that also comes with that when treatment's over, you know? It's like you you almost feel a weird sense of loss Because you're not interacting with your doctor as much. You're not interacting with your, you know, your team as much. You know, you're, you're kind of feel left on your own a little bit because you don't have as often or as frequent of appointments and things like that. And, you know, it's also weird because, you know, you're looking good on the outside, especially after your hair is growing back and, you know, your port gets removed and your skin looks good again and you started gaining some weight again. So you look, look good on the outside, you know, but actually your recovery is, is not quite over. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you think you could just pick up your life right where you left off before you got diagnosed and before everything happened, but it doesn't, it doesn't quite work that way. And, you know, nobody around you can really get it. You know, they, ca- they can't understand everything that you're going through. And you don't want them to. You know, you hope they never have to go through that experience. But I'm just saying, like, you have to... You got to allow yourself time for it all to sink in. You know what I mean? You got to allow yourself time to have it all sink in. I mean, <sighs> having cancer surviving or not surviving is a life-changing experience period. You know what I mean? I mean, for myself, I was determined to turn it around and and find a positive in there and use it for good. Like I, I wrote my book, you know, I became determined to kick cancer's ass and and you know, turn it into a teaching point and use myself as a model to lead others through you know, and help as many people as I could while also helping myself, you know, I, I wanted to get strong, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to fight, I wanted to rise myself up, you know, but that doesn't happen with everybody. Some people, you know, they get their diagnosis and there's so much fear and there's so much anxiety that they just, they just crumple and need someone to actually try and pull them out. So I'm just saying it's, it's life changing either way, you know. Sometimes for the good, like suddenly you you start seeing more value in everything. You know, you value your relationships, you fix old problems that have been hanging over your head, you know, you want to travel, you want to do things you haven't done, you reach out to people, you, you know, try to get even healthier, right? I mean, it would make sense, right? You try to quit smoking or reduce your stress, you know, work out more, eat better, stuff like that. Things that, that intuitively sound like they'd be good ideas. None of those things are guarantees that you'll never get cancer again, but they just sound like good things to do. Right. Or like for me, I just wanted to help people. I've always been a person who wanted to reach out and help others, but it just magnified tenfold, you know, after having cancer myself, because I've had a lot of health issues over the years, but this was definitely one of the biggest ones. And I just, I'm really trying to use that to guide others. Not so much just concentrating on myself, even though I do that too, but using it to guide others. So, you know, there's other misconceptions that we have about being done with treatment, right? And we already talked about the first one. I, you know, I should, I should be back to normal. Everything should be great. I should be just positive all the time. I should feel good every day. You know, I should be grateful. I should be partying. I I shouldn't really need any more support. You know, I'm, I'm me, I'm me again, you know, instantly. It's not true though. You know, you, you can't always celebrate. You have moments of anxiety. You have moments of stress. Sure, you feel grateful, but you're also still scared. What if it comes back? What if on my next checkup, I'm I'm not still okay and I have to do this all over again? You know, I feel like there's no possible way to be the person that you were before you've got sick. Hopefully, you're striving to be even better, right? But that's not a guarantee. I mean, I, I don't want to be exactly the same as before cancer. I, I'm, I'm telling myself that, no, I want to be better. I want to be stronger. I want to be more engaged with the world around me. I want to do things I've been putting off, you know. Now, the other thing to think about is that, you know, you really have a lot of self-reflection after having cancer. You know what I mean? I mean, I found that it's so much more important to talk about your feelings and not hold things in, you know, to feel like you are in control of your life, or at least the things that you can control, like making positive lifestyle changes, like communicating, like, you know, voicing your opinion, being an active captain on your own healthcare team, you know, taking control and getting help if you need to, you know, seek support, get your therapy, get your counseling, connect with other people that have been through the same thing because, you know, there is nothing quite like being able to talk to someone one-on-one who's actually been through what you've been through and have meaningful conversation. I have to admit, when my super healthy doctor looks at me and tries to tell me that they understand or know what I'm going through, I just nod politely, but inside I'm going, honey, you don't, you know, and I hope you never, ever, ever do. It's okay. You don't have to tell me that you get it. You don't have to tell me that you understand everything because it's impossible. And and that's okay. You know, you can say that you empathize and you can say that, It must be awful. What can I do? But you don't have to say that you understand. So, you know, other changes, right? Other things for life after cancer treatment. So there's part of you that's like, shoo, that is done. You know, and then there's another part of you that's afraid, like, what if it comes back? There's all this uncertainty, you know. Um, Then there's like I said before, a little bit of guilt, even like, well, I survived, but so-and-so didn't, you know, why me? Why am I here? You know, why did I get to stay? And, and my friend or my fellow patient didn't, you know, it's, it's weird too, how you can feel like a little bit isolated because you kind of become an island to some extent when you're on treatment, right? Because you're immunosuppressed. You're not supposed to be around a lot of people. You're not supposed to do all the same things because you don't want to get sick. True, 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 true. You know, um, I personally have had a lot of anxiety, almost to a PTSD point, you know, after my treatment, because I had so many complications. I had organs fail. I had things that almost put me into a coma, you know, that, that got me kind of overstimulated to the point that you know, one little twinge nowadays. And I find my mind going over 20 different scenarios of terrible things that it could be before I kind of calm myself down and be like, okay, listen, you just had scans. You just had all this blood work. You know, you're okay, but I got to take a minute and tell myself that, you know, I also had some issues with depression. I had to go back on Prozac, which I kind of knew was coming anyway, because I just needed that extra boost and that extra serotonin regulation to kind of feel good again you know and and then i i get intermittently angry you know like why did this why did this happen you know and what the heck even though i've for the most part resolved to myself that i really think that i was supposed to go through my experience so that i could help other people you know but you got to watch for stuff like that you got to watch for signs of depression and you have to reach out and get help if you need it. There is no sense dodging that first big bullet and then drop into the next one of depression. There, there just isn't. Just get help if you need it. You know, I found that my moods can be just so much more emotional now. You know, things that didn't used to bother me you know, and then suddenly get just way over emotional on them. Even, even simple things sometimes, which of course is better now with the Prozac and better now after having therapy and kind of making a more effort to understand why that's happening. But you know, it's, it's still there. And as far as, you know, the fear part, fear coming back, I do fine. Like I'm on the every three month, you know, intervals now and, um, I will suddenly, and to my initial recognition, imperceptibly start becoming anxious and irritable and emotional until it dawns on me, oh my gosh, I have my next round of tests and scans coming up. Are these going to be okay? And then I realize that's really what's underneath my little turmoil that I suddenly start showing. And then I have to kind of, whoop, okay, embrace that and just it's going to be what it's going to be. And me obsessing about it, you know ahead of time is is not going to help anything. But, I mean, it happens. You get that fear. And then there's the thought of the follow-ups. I mean, for the vast majority of us, once we've had cancer, you've got at least five years of follow-up. At least. And then you should have yearly follow-up after that for all kinds of cancers. Usually it's every three months for two years, then every six months for two years, and then every year forever. So it is kind of like a little monkey that's always going to be on your back. But hey, if that's what you can do to keep things in check and at bay, awesome, you know, great. But it's still, it just adds to that anxiety. And then, you know, you also start thinking about the the big impact that's been on your family and your friends and you know, you you just know as you're interacting with everybody that they can't help in their mind to think of you just a little bit differently or just a little more broken or they need to be just a little more careful because of everything you went through, even if it's way in your rearview mirror. And while I can appreciate that, sometimes I... I weirdly resent it at the same time, like, No, I'm still me, I can still do this and still do that But then that backfires on me when I'm having a day that my neuropathy is acting up or my hands are tingling or I'm just not feeling good because of a, you know, late chemo side effect. But then I want everybody to pay attention and treat me differently. <laughs> so I really can't decide on that one, you know? Um, and then, you know, last but not least, wow, let's talk about the legal and financial and job concerns. You know, myself, I was I don't know if fortunate is the right word, but I mean I kept working even through chemo and through cancer. There would be times where I'd have to take a week or two off, but most weeks I worked like 2 days a week, which is pretty remarkable as I look back on it. I don't always know that that was the best solution in retrospect, but but I'm still glad I did it if that makes any sense. Because see, the other thing is that you know, you're going through treatment, and then you're missing work and you don't have income and most disability doesn't settle in for at least 3 months after you apply that puts some crushing financial concerns on top of all the bills and everything else that you're going through. And it's hard to concentrate on healing when you're wondering am I going to lose my house? Are the bills ever going to get paid? Is my family going to be all right because I'm not the one, you know, bringing in money to take care of them? I mean those those thoughts are all in there too just bottom line, there is a ton to consider even after treatment for cancer. And all those feelings and all those situations and all those scenarios and all those symptoms and all those processes are normal. You don't want to be punishing yourself because you're not, boop, right back to the same person that you were or instantly life is the same or instantly life is better because you made it better. Everybody reacts differently. Everybody goes through things differently. I'm just telling you that it's normal, that there's still a lot to go through even after you've completed quote-unquote treatment. And that's okay. And that's why I just want to encourage everybody, reach out, you know, join your local cancer support groups. Like for example, here in my town in Monroe, we've got Ribbons of Monroe. Where we, we are available for venting, talking, Reiki, massage, financial planning, end of life stuff, helping you with telehealth, anything that you might need, or just sitting down and just having at it because you've had a day. Reach out to those kind of groups. You know, get support when you need it. It's okay. You may need it for the rest of your life, whether you ever get cancer again or not. It's okay. That's just all I wanted you to know. Thanks for listening. Bye now.